15, please. 1 Samuel chapter 14. Good to have you guys with us in church. And uh, <laughs> nobody's laughing at you, laughing at Chris. Chris can take it, though. First uh, Samuel chapter 14. And we're going to read the first 16 verses there. Uh, I hope to, to help you this morning, help all of us here as a church. Um, very unique story, uh, yet a familiar story, very wonderful story here about Jonathan and his uh, armor bearer and them conquering uh, the Philistines. Let's take our Bibles to 1 Samuel 14. Let's all stand together for the reading of God's Word. Thank you for being here this morning. Good to see everyone here. It's a, a real encouragement to see everyone here. All right, 1 Samuel chapter 14, starting in verse 1, and we'll read responsibly through verse number 16. Verse number 1 said, Now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, Come and let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. Together? And Saul tarried in the uttermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. And the people that were with him were about 600 men. <coughs> And Ahiah, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, wearing an ephod. And the people knew not that Jonathan was gone. Together, And between the passages by which Jonathan sought to go over unto the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on the one side and a sharp rock on the other side. The name of the one was Bozes, and the name of the other was Sina. Uh, the forefront of the one was uh, situate northward over against Michmash, and the other southward over against Gibeah. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come, and let us go over unto the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to be saved by many or by few. And the armor-bearers said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart, turn thee, Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. Then said Jonathan, Behold, we will pass over unto these men, and we will discover ourselves unto them. If they say thus unto us, Tarry until we come unto you. Then we will stand still in our place and will not go up unto them. But if they say thus, Come up unto us, then we will go up, for the Lord hath delivered them into our hand, and this shall be a sign unto us. And both of them discovered themselves unto the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, Behold, the Philistines come forth out of the holes where they have hid themselves. And the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for the Lord hath delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet and uh, his, his armor-bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan, and his armor-bearer slew after him. And the first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor-bearer made, was about twenty men, within, as it were, a half-acre of land, which a yoke of oxen might plow. And there was trembling in the host in the field. And among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, they also trembled, and the earth quaked. And so it was a very great trembling. And the watchmen of Saul in Gibeah of Benjamin looked, 
And behold, the multitude melted away, and they went on beating down one another. Uh, the number of those that he uh, conquered that day of the, those Philistines uh, easily could have been in the tens of thousands. Uh, but it was a great multitude that they defeated two men. Let's pray here and we'll get started on it here. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless, please, the, the message here. So very important this morning. I pray that you'd use it and it'd be a help to us. In Jesus' name, amen. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you're walking all alone, but He is there, no doubt. Though the storm around you rages, and you're tossed to and fro, when you're faced with life decisions, not sure which way to go, stand still and let God move. Standing still is hard to do. When you feel you have reached the end, He'll make a way for you. Stand still and let God move. When the enemy surrounds you and the walls are closing in, when the tide is swiftly rising and you wonder where he's been friend there never was a moment that his arms weren't reaching now you can rest assured and be secure god is moving right now stand still and let god move because standing still it's hard to do when you feel you have reached the end he'll make a way for you standing still and let god move stand still and let god move because standing still is hard to do when you feel you have reached the end he'll make a way for you stand still and let god move oh that's a great song and a great truth right there brother dickerson told me one day a uh, great compliment he said this he said preacher you taught me one thing. Am I not on here? Uh, he taught me one thing. What's going on this morning here? He said, I taught, you taught me one thing. He said, when the battle is raging, the storm is raging, just stand still and don't move. And just weather the storm is what he said. That's true. Sometimes just weather the storm. Just weather the storm and it'll be okay. Let's pray. Father, bless the next few minutes we have together. I pray that it'll be useful and it'll be helpful. Help us to pay attention this morning. Not to move, not to wiggle, but be still. Uh, the Bible tells us, be still before God. 
Help us be still today and focus. We have to be here. We got to be here the next 30 or 40 minutes anyway. Uh, help us to be here not just physically, but help us to be here uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. This is an amazing story here, an amazing account of victory that we have read a moment ago. Uh, this happened before uh, Saul went bad, if you will. This was before David and Goliath. This was before uh, Saul turned his focus on to chasing after David and killing David, making that his, his main focus of life. Uh, this is back more or less when Saul was yet still somewhat of a good king. And um, they come, and the Philistines had been longtime enemies of God's people. All through the Bible, they had been enemies of God's people. And so once again, we find ourselves here. You find Saul and his handful of men uh, on one side and the Philistines on the other side. Uh, but the Philistines vastly outnumbered them, and there was a great multitude of them. And, uh, and they were trained warriors, and they were many of them were giants, uh, uh, such as Goliath, uh, who was a Philistine. And many of them were, were so much bigger and so much more powerful uh, than this untrained uh, group of Israelites. Uh, Saul had a son named Jonathan, and Jonathan uh, was a... Uh, a, a good man. He was. Uh, him and David were very good friends, and he believed in David. He protected David when when things broke out and Saul tried to kill David. But but Jonathan was a very good man. Uh, one night, that night they're they're camped out uh, over here, and the the Philistines are camped over here, and they and that that night Jonathan uh, gets up, and he gets up, and it's interesting to me how he grabs his armor bearer and he says to him, he said, "Listen, we're we're uh, uh, we're going to go over there to those Philistines." We're going to go to those Philistines and come with me here. We're going to, let's go over to there and try to conquer those Philistines. Now, now figure this is one man saying this. One man saying this to his armor bearer who pretty much just carried his armor and he was a servant to the man and was there to Jonathan. Jonathan was the main warrior and no doubt the armor bearer could, could also fight and had, had some skills also. But still, two men against thousands is a pretty terrible odds. And uh, the armor bearer gets up and goes with him. They go, and, and on the way, he says to him, he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go get on, and we're going to stand on the hill across from them, and, and we're going to make ourselves known to them. We're going we're to holler out to them and let them know we're here. Now, I'm not positive what God's going to do. I'm not sure if this would have been put in my heart, maybe it was of God or not. He said, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to make ourselves known to them. Now, I, I, I'm going I'm to uh, just put this out there as a principle that if they tell us, this is how I'm going to know what God wants me to do. If they say, stay there, we'll come after you. Well, then we know we better just stay here. And this was, this, this was not God's idea. We're just going to stay put. But if they say, come on over to us. You want, you want to attack us? Come on over. He said, then we're going to take that sign that we're going to go on over and attack them. And so him and his armor bearer, they get there. They make themselves known. Uh, perhaps they're hollering out or what have you. The Philistines, they, they cry back and they say, come on up to us. We'll show you a thing. In other words, we'll teach you a lesson. And uh, Jonathan said, let's go. He didn't hesitate and off they go. And they went over there and, of course, we read the story how, how uh, God gave them a great victory. And, and the first, uh, uh, as they went up the hill, there's a little half acre of land. They, they killed 20 men. 
and uh, it kept going strong and then God stepped in and God began to shake that ground and it scared the Philistines and pretty soon they're, they're confused and they're delirious and now they're trampling upon each other and they're, and they're taking off, not sure what's going on. Of course, we all know from recent days well, earthquakes can, can, can shake you up a little, you know. You know uh, an earthquake is one of those things out of your control. Uh, boy, when it happens, you just, you just hang on and, uh, and I mean, imagine that earth begin to shake and, the, and they're not sure what to do and they begin to take off. And that day, God gave them a great victory. Today, listen, we too today are in a battle. But we're in a spiritual battle today. We're not in the same physical battle, but we are in a very spiritual battle. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do fight those principalities and the powers and the, and the spiritual wickedness in high places. That is what we're fighting today. And we also are vastly outnumbered by our enemy. Uh, let's see, it's you versus Satan and all of his angels. Uh, uh, that's not very good odds. Uh, it's you versus Satan and everybody else. And, and, but here's the thing. Today, God gives us some hope. We too can be victorious in this battle. We too can win this battle just as Jonathan and his armor bearer won this same battle. I want to give you this morning the, the key to Jonathan's success. Uh, I'll give you a few things. There's, uh, several factors that went into making this battle a great success. The first one is obviously God. Amen. God got involved. Hey, if God did not get involved, it would not be a success. If God did not get involved, it had been one arrow through Jonathan and been over. Had God not gotten involved, it would be one man come out with a sword and chop off his head and have been over. God had to get involved. And, and when the Lord gets involved and God shakes that ground or, or God brings in a miracle or God steps in, hey, something great happens when God gets involved. Uh, we, can do, we can do anything with God and we can do nothing without God. Uh, we were, uh, I can't remember where we were, somewhere down there in, in California. And, and uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Ms. Clark and I were somehow somewhat separated there. I was on, uh, I was looking at something, she's looking at something else or whatever. But she sent me a message and she said this, I don't understand how these people can live their life without God. And I thought, you know, my goodness, I don't understand how they can live their life without God either. Because I want to have God, hey man, stay awake. And uh, uh, sit up, sit up, sit up. And, uh, I want God. I need God. I need God in my life. I can't live this life without the Lord. I can put, take your hood off. Take your hood off. We're in church. It's not cold in here. Um, uh, I, I got to have God. And you got to have God, too. That's the amazing thing about Christians. We can't live our life without God. The world can. Uh, the world can. But for some reason, uh, as, as Christians, we have a hard time living without God. And yet you plus God equals a majority. Yes, we have great odds against us. Satan and all of his angels versus you. Bad odds. But you plus God equals a majority. And that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. I mean, he has given us the power. He's already given us the victory. We just have to go out and claim it. Uh, uh, with God, we can step out on a raging, uh, raging storm and a raging sea and it be stilled. 
With God, we can come to a Red Sea and part the waters. With God, we can hush the mouths of the hungry lions as we enter their den. With God, we can put on the flame retardant suit as we enter into the fiery furnace of the Hebrew children. With God, we can walk through a famine and be fed by ravens and, and fed by a widow woman who's got just a little bit of food left in her cabinet. I'm saying with God, we can do anything and we can conquer anything and we're not fighting the things of this world. Hey, we're fighting the prince of the power of the air. We're fighting the devil himself and we have got to be strong and with God, we can and we will conquer. So this story here obviously was a success because Jonathan had God. Hey, you, you faces the things. I, I, I love that verse right there. And something I'm going to preach on it. But he says, yeah, and Jonathan went through, and as he went on his way, there's a sharp rock on this side and a sharp rock on that side. Jonathan was between a rock and a hard place. And uh, yet he kept on going. Hey, sometimes you and I are going to get between a rock and a hard place. Sometimes we're going to get through where there's a sharp rock here and a sharp rock there. What are you going to do? Just keep on going. you got to get through it and realize God called you and God is with you. And if you will submit to him and you'll humbly follow him, you can get through. That sharp rock on both sides. So obviously, this was a great success, obviously because of God. But secondly, because of Jonathan. Because of the faith that Jonathan had. He trusted God. I mean, what a, what a victory and what an example of faith. We're going to go over there and we're going to go find those, uh, uh, make ourselves known to those men. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to lay out a principle here for God. If God says go, if the people say, come to us, then we'll go. If the people say, stay, then we'll stay. Whatever they say, whatever their response, we're going to trust that that is exactly what God wants us to do. Now, he gets over there. Now, imagine, I don't know about you, but we all, we all get excited, and we all, we all have these great, uh, 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 strong aspirations Still comes down to the moment. Till it comes down to the moment. You know, you all want to ride that roller coaster until you get on it. And then you change your mind. I rode this one ride. It was horrifying. Horrifying. I, it, was a, it was this big round thing. And, 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 and you sat on these, uh, these different animals. And, and, and then you got to hold on. And it goes like this. Up and down as you go in a circle. It was terrible. And I was riding a killer rabbit. And it was horrible. And, uh, but, uh, you know, y'all you you look at those, those rides. I, I, listen, I'm not that stupid. Think from 0 to 82 miles an hour in 2.3 seconds. Zero to 80, 81, it was 81 miles an hour in two seconds. I mean, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm going to sit right back here. But we get on those things. We say, okay, I, I don't look so bad till you get on it. And it's horrifying. And I said, Jonathan, let's go over there. He gets over there, makes himself known. And he's like, come on up to us. All right, we're going. Wait a minute. What am I thinking? Me versus thousands? This is not going to go good. But Jonathan did not bat an eye. He went forward anyway. Hey, they call us. Let's go. And off he went. The faith that that man had. He gets to the first acre of land and he kills 20 men. Now, I've never killed anybody yet. I have, I have a few I've wanted to kill, but I haven't killed anybody yet. But I can imagine fighting and wielding that sword. And, and, and I can imagine after killing 20 people, you're pretty tired. Now he's still got thousands to go. 
He gets through and he kills those 20 and he's exhausted, but he says, hey, let's just keep on going. Why? Because he had faith in God. Listen, if you and I would put our faith in God and trust God, it's no telling what God will do. If we'll step out and say, the Lord said, go, I'm going to go. The Lord said, jump, I'm going to jump. God said, do it, I'm going to do it. God said, do, uh, go here, I'm going to go there. God said, build an ark, I'll build an ark. God said to, uh, to walk on the, step out of the boat, walk on the water. Then I'll step out of the boat, walk on the water. I mean, if God said it, I'm simply going to do it. The faith that Jonathan had. Notice he said in verse number, um, verse number six, <coughs> he said, there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or save by few. Whew. What a statement. What a statement of faith. He said, God's strong enough. Doesn't matter to him. He can save us by a few or by many. Doesn't matter. What a man of faith. Also, what you know is Jonathan's desire. He had a righteous desire to win this battle and to do the right thing. All that was in his heart, he was not looking for self-fame. He was not looking for self-glory. He was not looking for, he was looking for nothing other than a victory and for God to be glorified and God's people to be saved. He had the righteous desire. So what made this great event so successful? Yes, it was God. And obviously it was Jonathan. But hold on, there's another reason. And this is the one I want to focus on this morning. What made outside of God and outside, really, Jonathan's faith was nothing more than enabling God's power. God's, the, our faith, get this statement, our faith is the key that unlocks God's power. Did you get that? Our faith is the key that unlocks God's power. For we can, he said, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. The just shall live by faith. It is it, it, everything we do. It is God. It is our faith. Hey, the Hebrew children said you can throw us in that fiery furnace and our God will deliver us. That's the faith that unlocked the power. Hey, uh, Lord, if it, be thee, if it be you, bid me to come unto thee walking on the water. And the Lord said, come. And he stepped out of the boat and his faith unlocked the power of God. I'm saying that it is our faith that will unlock the power of God. So yes, it was obviously God. It was Jonathan's faith that unlocked the power of God. But if you put God aside for a moment, if you will, and, and take that away, what made this story a great success? Number three, it was the armor bearer. It was the armor bearer. Take your Bibles back to 1 Samuel 14, if you will. Open your Bibles back up to 1 Samuel 14. I believe the armor bearer was a key part in the story. Look at verse 1. It came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor. Now, hold on. First of all, he's a young man. He's a young man. I don't know how young, but he was a young man. He might have been a teenager. He might have been in his early 20s. But he came to a young man. And his armor bearer said, come and let us go over. Go down to verse number 6. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, come and let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Uh, go to verse number, uh, verse number 7. And his armor bearer said unto him, get, this is the armor bearer saying, do all that is in thine heart. And behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. This is his right-hand man. This is his armor bearer. This is not a well-known man. This is not some famous leader. This is his servant. The armor bearer said, I am with you. Do all that's in your heart. Go down to verse number 11. And both of them discovered themselves. 
to the Philistines. It wasn't the armor bearer hiding behind a bush and Jonathan making all the racket. It, him and his armor bearer side by side made themselves known. Uh, both of them. Look at verse 12. And the, men of the, uh, and the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer. He answered them both. You two come on up here. The armor bearer was with him. Look at verse 13. <clears throat> Jonathan climbed upon his hands and his feet and his armor bearer right after him. Right behind him was that armor bearer. Look at verse 14. And the first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, was about 20 men. It wasn't just Jonathan. It was him and his armor bearer. Look at verse 17. And then said Saul unto, uh, this is after the, the, the victory, verse 17, then said Saul unto the people that were with him, number now and see who is gone from us. And when they had numbered them, behold, Jonathan and his armor bearer were not there. He wanted to know who is responsible for this victory, Jonathan and his armor bearer. I'm saying that it was Jonathan and his armor bearer. It was Jonathan saying to his armor bearer, I need you, come on with me. And the armor bearer followed. It was Jonathan saying, let's go and make ourselves known. And they both did. It was Jonathan going up the hill and his armor bearer coming with him to fight the battle. It was Jonathan and his armor bearer. And his armor bearer said, do all that is in thy heart. You know, I got a lot in my heart. I got a lot in my heart I want to do. I got a lot in my heart that just, that overflows, that just bubbles. as a man, I, I'm hungry for it. I want to see things happen. I want things to go. I, listen, I want ABC to grow. It's in my heart. I want to see it grow. And I, I, I love the, the new people that have been coming and the families that have been coming. And, and, uh, and the, the two, they've come two or three times now. And, and uh, one has to work today. And another one uh, had, some, uh, had uh, another thing come up weekend. I, as a, there's, I, I want that and I hunger for that. I want to see it grow. I want to see us do those 50,000 tracks this next year. I want to see us passing tracks out in 2019 and, and getting the gospel everywhere. I want to see the soul winning crowd grow and I want to see us going out as a mighty on Saturday and winning people to Christ and, and, uh, and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to see our teens finally get, to, uh, 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 get strong and stable and growing and excited about the things of God again. I want to see the buses running and, and people coming in on the buses. I want to see teen church started. I'd like to do an addiction program again someday. I'm just saying there's so much that's in my heart. I want to see it go. I want to see it grow. I want to see so much happen. But listen, I've got to have an armor bearer I've got to have an armor bearer if it's going to happen there's got to be some armor bearers that come behind let me give you a few things about this armor bearer that are very true about armor bearers number one the armor bearer was always by Jonathan always by him he was always by Jonathan everywhere Jonathan went his armor bearer was close by carrying his weapons there to serve the armor bearer, or serve Jonathan. The armor bearer was always close by, and he was always available. That armor bearer. Hey, when Jonathan needed something, and he called on his armor bearer, he didn't call his armor bearer, and his armor bearer had blocked his number on his phone. Because, because the armor bearer wasn't at church the Sunday before, so he blocked the preacher. Because he might get a phone call. Or the armor bearer was going through a hard time and, and had done some things he shouldn't have done, so he blocked, his, blocked Jonathan so Jonathan couldn't get a hold of him. Hey, the armor bearer was available. 
The armor bearer was available. Hey, when Jonathan went and knocked on the armor bearer's door and said, hey, armor bearer, I think we're going to go over against the Philistines tonight. Come on, let's go. The armor bearer didn't look through the peephole and then, and then be real quiet. The armor bearer didn't just not answer the door. <laughs> he was available and he was there. Uh, uh, the armor bearer didn't come up with excuses. Hey, come on, armor bearer. Let's go over against the, the garrison of the Philistines. Let's take them. And the armor bearer, you know, I, was, I didn't get much sleep last night, Jonathan. I don't think I can make it tonight. He didn't come up and say, you know, Jonathan, I, I kind of hurt my leg the other day. I got kind of sore. I'm going to put some, uh, put some uh, Bengay on it tonight and try to massage it. I, I really can't make it today. He didn't come up with some excuse. The armor bearer was available when Jonathan needed the armor bearer. Hey, if, John, if Jonathan was there, the armor bearer was there. That means if Jonathan went to the prayer meeting Saturday morning, the armor bearer was at the prayer meeting Saturday morning. That means if Jonathan went to church Wednesday night, the armor bearer was at church Wednesday night. That means if Jonathan was going to church Sunday morning, the armor bearer was there Sunday morning. If Jonathan was going out, uh, 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 out soul winning on Saturday morning, the armor bearer went soul winning on Saturday morning. If Jonathan was going to the track attack uh, uh, one week from this Saturday, and Jonathan's going to go out and try to hit another 1,500 tracks, guess what? Hey, the armor bearer was right there with him. I'm saying that where Jonathan was, the armor bearer was, and what we need today, we need some, some armor bearers to jump on board and help your Jonathan because he's got a lot of stuff in his heart and we want to conquer the enemy, and yes, we got God, and yes, we got the faith, but bless God, we need some help. Amen. We need some help. And we need some armor bearers that'll stand by. Oh, I, what about some of you teenagers? You get out of school. Why don't you call, the, call up your Jonathan and say, hey, I want to come to the church and hang out. I want to come do some work at the church. Hey, preachers, anything we can do at the church? Hey, just get around the church. Even if there's nothing to do, it's a better place to hang out at the church than to hang out at the mall. Right. Amen. Where, you're, where Jonathan was, his armor bearer was right there. He was always by Jonathan. Stop that listen. Number two. His armor bearer knew his leader. He knew his leader. The armor bearer had to know what the leader was, what, how, the way the leader thought and what the leader was doing. He had to know which weapon he needs next. He, he had to know uh, what, what, when, when his sword is getting dull, maybe to give him another one. Or to, uh, to notice that when, when one weapon breaks, he pulls out another one. He had to know his leader. He had to know the way that his leader fought. He had to know the way that his leader, his leader uh, 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 did things and the way he thought because the armor bearer was there to assist the leader in everything he did to shadow him and help him to conquer the enemy. He had to know him. You know, when uh, the pastor's gone on a Wednesday night, church should not be a train wreck. Now, I don't know if it was a train wreck or not. I don't know. But I, I tell you, I've been to some churches when the pastor's gone and it was a train wreck. It shouldn't be that way. We should know the arm, we should know the armor bearers should know the, the Jonathan and say, hey, this is I know this is how it should be run, and this is the way it should be run, and this is what we should do. Hey, I want to know where were my where were the armor bearers this morning for choir? When finally five minutes after we said we're just gonna start church, I guess without the choir because only three of them are back there. See, he may not like that, but I'm saying if we're going to win this battle, it needs more than just Jonathan. He needs some armor bearers because Jonathan could not do it by himself. The armor bearer went with him. The armor bearer made himself known. The armor bearer walked, went up the hill with him. And when they numbered the people and found out who was missing, it was Jonathan and his armor bearer. They both were missing because they both were needed. I'm saying, hey, you know the way we think. Let's do it right. When 11 o'clock rolls around, we're supposed to be coming out. Where's the choir? 
Hey, the, the armor bearer must know his leader. He's got to know how he thinks. The armor bearer ought to be able to make decisions the way that the armor bearer, or, or the way that Jonathan would make the decisions. He has to sit there and say, I know Jonathan would not be for this. I've, I've lost Jonathan. I've got to find him. I know he wouldn't be there. I know, I know how Jonathan thinks. This is what he's doing. This is where he is. When you get to a sharp rock on this side, a sharp rock on that side, I know Jonathan will go through it. I'm going to go through it. I'm saying he's got to know his Jonathan. Boy, we need some armor bearers that know their pastor. Number three, the armor bearer, it was a long-term commitment job. Get this. Armor bearer job was not tried on for a year and see if you like it. To be an armor bearer was a long-term commitment. It was, I am with thee. I am with thee. And I'm behind you all the way, Jonathan. I am with you. Not for this month, not for the summertime, not for a year, not for a decade. I'm with you for 30, 40 years. I'm with you until the end. I'm your armor bearer. I'm your right-hand man, and I am with you until death or something else significant forces a change. I am committed. Let me ask you something. How committed are you to your God? How committed are you to right? How committed are you to Jesus Christ? How committed are you to the work at hand? Are we committed? I'm afraid today one thing Christians are lacking is a commitment that get on and say, I'm on board and I'm not jumping ship. I'm not, if the ship goes down, I go down with the ship because I'm on board. And Jesus, if we're out there and everybody's being stoned and burned at the stake and it looks like we're losing and I'm in prison and I'm sentenced to be executed tomorrow morning, guess what I'll do? At midnight, I'll sing hymns and praise by God because I'm not being, I'm not going to jump out. If they come and they have me tied to the pole as they have hundreds in the past and, and they put the dry hay and wood about them and they say you got one last chance, recant and, re, and recant your belief in Christ and we will let you go. We've got to have some armor bearers that stand firm and say I'm committed to death. I'm committed to death. Where is the commitment of God's people today? We've got to be strong and committed to the very end. The armor bearer had a long-term commitment. Number four. He was loyal. This armor bearer was 100% loyal. I love this. He said, I am with thee according to thy heart. Do whatever is in your heart, and I'm with you all the way. Jonathan said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over here on the other side of the hill, and we're going to holler out to all those thousands of Philistines, a trained army over there that hates our guts and wants to kill us. We're going to holler out to them and say, hey, we're over here. And now we're going to see if they, what they want to do. If they want us to come over there, if they want to come over here, and that'll help us make our decision. That's what we're going to do. Got that armor bearer? He's like, hold on a second. I don't think that's a very good idea. Jonathan, that sounds pretty dangerous to me. It sounds like we might get hurt. Do you think it'd be better if maybe we just kind of sneak in and try to kill them one at a time and slit their throats quietly? Hey, do whatever's in your heart. If that's what you think we ought to do, yes, sir, I'm behind you all the way. Behind you all the way. You think, uh, you, you think we ought to do a track attack this, this uh, first Sunday of every month? Okay, yes, sir. But we're, we're with you all the way. According to what is in thy heart, Jonathan, we're there. Hey, you think, we ought to, you think we ought to go out and try to fill up a bus? Yes, I'm with you according to all that is in thy heart. You think we ought to go out soul winning Saturday? Yes, sir, then that's what we're going to do. You think we ought to carry gospel tracts? And you think we ought to live for the Lord? Okay, I'm with you according to your heart. He was 100% loyal right there. Jonathan did not 
feel that he was fighting his armor bearer. He did not feel that he was dragging his armor bearer. He did not feel that he could not count on his armor bearer. He knew that if I have a job to do, I'll call my armor bearer. I know he'll be there and he'll go with me and will accomplish all that is in my heart. Amen. We need armor bearers. We need armor bearers. They can sit there and say, I know. Hey, listen, shouldn't be, well, so-and-so going so I don't know. I guess I could call him and try to bribe him. And, and, and try. No, let him know. It's all that's in your heart. That's what we're going to do. He was loyal to that armor bearer. Number five, the armor bearer, he was in all the way. He wasn't halfway in. He was all the way in. He laid his own life on the line. He said, I'm in. I'm in. You know, uh, it, we wasn't an armor bearer by day and, and somebody else by night. He wasn't Jonathan's armor bearer by day and then a party animal at night. He wasn't an armor bearer on Sundays and then a wicked, filthy mouthed, a vile minded individual the rest of the week. He was in all the way. Boy, we need to get into this, this commitment again where we jump in and say, What I am is what I am. And I said all the time, you know, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a Mexican man, you're a Mexican man on Monday, you're a Mexican on Tuesday, you're Mexican on Wednesday, you're Mexican on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, you're Mexican. That's what you are. And if you're a white man, you're a white man on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all every day, you're a white man. If you're a black person, you're a, you're a black man Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And if you're a Christian, you're the same way. You're a Christian on Monday, Christian on Tuesday, Wednesday. It's not what, it's what you are. It's not what you do. It's what you are. And if you're going to be, as much as it's your race or as much as it is your, your nationality, so be it. You are a Christian. You are a Christie. It's not something we do half time here and there, in and out. No, sir. I'm a Christian and I'm in all the way. That's the way it ought to be. We need some armor bearers. We need some armor bearers. It's time for some of you teenagers to step it up. Step up and be armor bearers. It's time for some of you to start shadowing those leaders. It's time for some of you to shadow him and say, you know what, that's my hero. I want to be like that someday. I want to serve God one day. I'm going to be there. Hey, some of you, some of you, hey, I call you, can you come by and help with this project? Well, I got a lot to do. Can you please tell me what a teenager has to do? You have no job. You have no family. You have, no, you have nothing to do. It's on Saturday. Hey, can you come so long? Ah, I got a lot to do. What in the world do you have to do? You have nothing to do. You have to play your, your games again. That's what you have to do. Play your video games again. That's all you got to do. Hey, get, get on board and be an armor bearer and jump on and say, I'm with you. Oh, do all that is in thy heart. You can count on me, preacher. I'm there. I'm there all the way. Hey, some of you older folks need to be an example for those young people. Stop criticizing and start being an example and helping. Stop criticizing soul winning and be a helper in soul winning. Stop criticizing the old time religion and jump in and, 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 and be an example of the old time religion. I'm saying we need the older folks to jump in. We need you, te- some of you teenagers, like, uh, 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 where, where, where's Matthew at? Oh, yeah, here now, I forgot. When you're talking to Melvin, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, man, listen, you're shadowing Melvin, huh? And uh, listen, Matthew, we, listen, we, I need you. I need you all the time. Jump in, be an armor bearer. Trayvon, Josue, De- listen, you guys, man, you guys don't have a life. <laughs> Jump in all the way and say, man, you know what? I'm going to do something for God. And get in there, and not just on Sundays. I'm talking every day of the week. Be an armor bearer. Be an armor bearer. 
I went to school. I went to a public school a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I was at the office and uh, to take care of something. And the office is downstairs, and then there's a big open area, and the upstairs is the walkway, you know, and the rail. And I'm standing out there, and I hear, I hear a, 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 a Tristan. Where's Tristan at? She's downstairs. Tristan. Tristan, Tristan broke her, what, broke her elbow, sprained her back, broke a, a, an ankle. I was, she was all because she was trying to ride a hoverboard. Don't, don't ride a hoverboard. You don't need to ride a hoverboard. Just walk. Anyway, um, it's dangerous. And uh, I'm down there, and, and I hear, preacher, hey, preacher. And I, she's, she's waving. She's walking with a friend. She goes, that's my pastor. Unashamedly. You know, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Sure beats some of you that I saw that went like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he doesn't see me. Hope he doesn't say hi to me. Hope he doesn't know it's me. Oh, no. Oh, now. You're not an armor bearer. You're a chicken liver. That's what you are. Hey, I'm, listen. Listen, jump in all the way. If you're ashamed, and your pastor shows up to your school and you're ashamed, there's a reason why you're ashamed. You're afraid he's going to come over to your locker and say, well, hello, how are you? So, so good. Wasn't church good on Sunday? And boy, you're afraid your friends are going to find out that somebody might call you a Christian. You don't let it. I'm, listen, MJ, I need MJ. He's downstairs. I'm, I need the, Jonathan, Rodrigo. Where's Rodrigo at? Rodrigo, you're sitting with your parents. You feeling okay? Uh, I, listen, I need you guys. I need you guys. I need you guys to get your head out of the sand and, 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 and say, hey, man. Let's jump on board. Jump on board. We were talking about, Rodri, we were talking about you this week. You and Caleb are something else. Amen. Something you're out of this world. But you know what? You two boys will do something great for God. You remind me of uh, 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 somebody I know named uh, Greg Clark and David Duffett. That's who you remind me of. You know? You never knew. <laughs> Who did that? It's funny. When something gets broken, we, there, there, there's certain names that come up. That's, uh, there's a hole in the wall. Caleb, here we go. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it goes. And, but you know what? Listen, Caleb, I need you. You two boys can do something great for God, but you got to be an armor bearer. You got to jump in. Jonathan, listen, Jonathan, you can do something great for God. You can do something great for God if you let him use you. Let him use you. Nathaniel, you're faithful. You've got a good heart. Jump in. Let God do all of you. You're going to be a man, Chris, and all you, you girls. God can't use you girls. That's just, that's all it's to it. But uh, <laughs> most of them are. And, uh, listen, listen, let's, let's jump in there. You adults, do you understand? Do, listen, do you understand how good of a soul winner you could be? How good of a soul you could be? Apollonia, Maria, Bud, even you could do something for God. That's how desperate God is for people. And, uh, but, man, listen, I, I'm saying, Chris, man, I'm so glad you've been coming. Stay, you know what God could do with you? God could do something with you. Everybody in this room, Michael, listen, Michael, uh, listen, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be, be a smart aleck right now. Yeah, thank you. Move out of the way so I can see you have an ugly mug. Michael, man, God has something for you. 
He does. I'm just trying to say, listen, there's an army out there we got to conquer. And that army is mighty, and it's powerful, and it is greater than us. And we got God on our side. We have faith on our side. But we need armor bearers on our side. We need some armor bearers that say, I am with thee, Lord. Do all that is in thy heart. God has an awful lot in his heart he wants to do in every person here. If we'll let him do it. If we'll let him do it. You bus workers, get committed. You bus workers, get committed to what, to what God has, the, the task at hand. Get committed. Jump in there. I'm trying to say, everybody here, listen, God wants to use you mightily. And I have found that the people that God could use the most are the ones the devil attacks the most. They're the ones that are tempted the most. They're the one the devil tries to pull down the most. They're the ones that are the most discouraged. Why? Because they have the most ability to do something great, and Satan knows it. Satan knows it. Uh, that's why we need you. Shana, that's why you have some of the troubles you have. God knows what you can do. God knows what you can do. We can go through this room one by one. Every one of you, God has something for you. And he'll use you if you let him. Jump on board. Grab the swords. Grab the shields. Grab the weapons. Get behind Jonathan and say, all that's in your heart, I'm with you. It's very interesting. It seemed to me it was almost like Jonathan was getting courage from his armor bearer. It was almost like Jonathan said his armor bearer, hey, let, let's go over. You with me? Hey, let's, let's make ourselves known. You with me? Okay, we're going to go fight now. Let's do it. He knew he was going to be there. But that armor bearer gave him that extra bit of courage. So I'm with you all the way. I'm right here by you. Let's do something great. Listen, Aurora Baptist Church, let's do something great for God. But we're not going to do something great by sitting around doing nothing. We'll do something great by getting our stuff together and saying, let's do it. We're one, we're a mighty army, and we can do anything if we'll jump in and let God use us and have that faith. Let's bow our heads together, please.